Shabbos Dab Kufches. Today's email comes to us from Rabbi Eliezer Kessler, a Rebbe in Houston, Texas. He says that his wife was inspired by the concept it's not about the daf, it's about the yoimi, and she started a WhatsApp group that today has over 240 women. She teaches Tanakh, 8 to 10 Pesukim a day, and yesterday she made a seum on safe reparations, and she plans on quoting this quote of, it's not about the daf, it's about the yoimi. You should have a tremendous amount of atzlacha, you should see thousands and thousands of talmidos, and you should spread Torah to all of Chai Yisrael. Jumping into today's daf, the halacha is that there are certain items that if you detach them, you're over on oikir dover migiduloi. Separating, detaching something from its natural growth. For instance, detaching a fetus from within an animal, causing it to miscarry a live animal, is usr. Detaching hops from brumble or a mushroom from a pail is detaching and it's usr. On the flip side, if you detach a fruit from a tree that's growing in an unperforated pot, doesn't have any holes, it's mutter. Why? Or potter. The reason is because that's not its natural growth, whereas the other things, that's the natural growth. Ravuna says, you're allowed to write tefillin on the hide, the skin of a bird, chicken skin. And the big chedosh says, even though it has small holes from its feathers, it's still mutter. The halacha is, as long as the ink goes smoothly over those holes and doesn't go into a bump, then it's mutter. The hide of a bird, as we said yesterday, is certainly considered hide. It's considered skin. So you're not allowed to cause a bruise on Shabbos. Nevertheless, the halacha is that you take the hide of the oila sa'if, the bird oila, and you put it on the mizbeach. Whereas a regular oila, you don't put the skin on the mizbeach. And there's a, the reason is because the Torah says specifically to do so. What about writing tefillin on the hide of a fish? Gemara says you have to wait until Yonavi comes and tells us whether or not it has zuama. According to the Ran, it's a ruchni's dick of things to tell us if it has some sort of ruchni stench. But nevertheless, it's definitely considered this hide of a fish separate of the fish where it's not mekabal tumah and it creates a mechitza and a chatzitza that if you're in a room with a dead person and there's objects behind that skin, the skin protects it from tumah. The Gemara tells us one of the saddest stories in Shas, Shmuel and Karna were walking on the banks of the Euphrates and they noticed that the water was coming up and it was discolored. It says Shmuel, this is a sign that a tremendous gadol is coming from Eretz Yisrael and he's not feeling well. In fact, Rash explains that the water came up to create a mechitza around him when he was relieving himself. Shmuel dispatched Karna to go check out who this person is and if he's a Tamil Chacham. Karna met Rav, the famous Rav, the Goladar, and he gave him a faher. He started testing him, which wasn't right. He started asking him, why do we have to write tefillin on a kosher animal? And he tells him, it's a mafurisha pasuk, hamutur beficha. That it should be something that's allowed to eat. How do we know Dam Nida is red? Before Shapasuk, it says, Why is Mila in the place that we do it today? Maybe it should be some other part of the body, in the heart, on the ear. He says this Xer Shava from Arlasa Pri, just like Pri is part of Varava, so too the Mila. <coughs> Excuse me. And the word Arlasai is. Preferable to learn Xer Shava than the word Arlas. Arlas is missing something. You have to say another word afterwards. Another Pshat the Gemara says later on is that it says in the Pasuk, Va'aral Zachar, from a place that you could tell whether it's a Zachar or an Akeva. Rav realized he's being tested. He cursed Karna. He said, Your name is Karna. You should have a horn, Karen, grow out of your eye. And in fact, he had a cataract. Shmuel bumps into Rav for the very first time, the famous duo Rav and Shmuel. He takes him to his house, gives him food, he gives him beer, and Kasdaharsana, fried fish, and 
barley bread, which caused Rav's stomach to churn. But the point was, Shmuel was a big doctor. He wanted his stomach to go inside out, and he didn't give him a bathroom in order to clean out his stomach. Rav was very hurt by this. He didn't realize he was being treated for his ailment, and he cursed Shmuel that Shmuel shouldn't have any sons. In the different Gemara, the Gemara says that when Rav realized that Shmuel was trying to help him, he gave him tremendous honor from that day on. Tefillin have to be on the height of a kosher animal, but not only a kosher animal. It could even be on a kosher animal that dropped dead, died from natural causes of a trefa. But on a non-kosher animal, it's also the right tefillin. The question is, why? Because it has to be mutter beficha, something you could eat. But a dead animal is not mutter to eat. If it died on its own, it wasn't shechted. So Gemara says a marshal, you have a king and executioner, they both killed one person. Who's more kosher? The person that the king killed. Here, Akashibarku killed this animal, so you could write fill on it. So why can't you eat it? Because that's the says Mafur, you're not allowed to eat an Aveva. The Allah Sinai that says that the parishes of Tfilin have to be wrapped with hair from a kosher animal, the Tfilin boxes have to be sewn with sinews from a kosher animal. Says the Mishnah, you're allowed to make a small amount of salt water in order to eat for that su'udah, to dip your bread, to put it in your different food. But you're not allowed to make large amounts because that looks like ma'abit, like you're tanning, you're keeping it for long term. Briyasi says, if you can't you make a large amount, so it should be also to make a small amount. And therefore, when you make this concoction of salt water, water and salt, and oil, make sure you put the oil from the first ingredients, not all the way at the end. Because the water and the salt can combine together to make a very strong salt water. And that's also. It's also to make strong salt water, which means if you have two-thirds salt, one-third water, where an uh, egg will float on it, people use that for fish brine. According to everybody, you're not allowed to salt a radish. Even those who held you're allowed to salt a radish because it ruins it. When they realize in Eretz Yisrael, they would pile up many radishes and salt them. They realize it's a good thing to salt radishes and mail it's also on shops. An egg is machlogis. According to Rabbi Yehuda Bar Chaviva, it's a good thing for the egg to salt it. Therefore, it's also, according to Abaya, it's mutter. Three things that without their shell, you wouldn't be able to digest them. An esrig, a radish, and an egg. When it talks about an egg, it's not referring to the outer shell. It's talking about the white of the egg that helps you digest the egg. Ravdimi says that certainly a piece of wood cannot sink in the Yamamelech, in the Dead Sea. Yet, even a person cannot sink there. Why is he telling this? He's telling this to us to show us that the Dead Sea has medicinal properties to it. Nevertheless, you're allowed to wash yourself with that water. Now, what about putting that water in your eye and blinking? It's obvious that you are doing so for Rafua, and the Gemara brings a right that it's Usr. Because the Gemara says that putting wine inside your eye is Usr, on top of the eye is Mutter, and you could even take a piece of bread and soak it in wine and put it on your eye. However, saliva from a fasting person that has different properties in it is also to put even on top of the eyelid. The Gemara says the major Allah in Hilkha Shab is that you're, not, you're allowed to take Kailarin, which is paste that you put in your eye. And soak it before Shabbos. You do so before Shabbos. And this has many ramifications. Till the Shabbos, taking medicine and soaking it before Shabbos, etc. And you like to take this concoction and put it on your eye. But it's also to blink your eye because that looks like refuah. Rabbiani asked Marukva for some of his kailar in this paste. Marukva said, I have a much better idea. First of all, I'll send you some so you don't think I'm stingy. But you should know, there's a much better idea. Wash your eyes out with cold water in the morning. Wash your hands and feet with hot water in the afternoon. And that works a lot better than Kailarin. Have a wonderful day.